This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Free Play Florida. Guys, you do not want to miss it. It is one of the greatest conventions going on today. And it's all about retro gaming, which is something here at the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce. We absolutely love and adore. They've got all your retro game favorites from classic consoles to also your favorite classic arcade cabinets. And don't forget that the Happy Happy Hour Hour with Johnny and Deuce is the official podcast. And, of course, your boy Deuce is the voice of Free Play Florida. You don't want to miss it. Johnny, when is Free Play Florida? It's going to be November 11th through the 13th, 2016 at the beautiful Doubletree Hotel in Orlando, Florida. Johnny, who all is going to be there? We've got the amazing CEO and spokesperson for Sega, Nathan Barnett, as well as video game historian Walter Day, and creator of some of the biggest titles, Rampage, Xenophobe, Disc of Tron, Saints Hollow, Star Trek Voyager, and many more, Mr. Brian Colon. Pinball designers Gary Stern and Jersey Jack will be there on display with their beautiful pinball machines. Player of the Century and star of King of Kong, Billy D. Mitchell, and world record holders Richie Knuckles and Todd Rogers will be there on display. And speaking of world record holders, there's going to be multiple world record attempts going on that weekend on a ton of different games. You don't want to miss it. You want to be there at the Doubletree by Hilton in Orlando. November 11th to the 13th. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Hello and welcome again to another episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce. And like I said earlier, just like Ham, we never ride solo. It looks like again we have with us uh, the Wookiee, the Scoundrel, and the Farm Boy. It's glad to have everybody back. We've got Glenn, we've got Scott, and we've got Mr. Cupcake himself uh, from the Just Ice League. And how's everybody doing this evening? Excellent. How you doing? All right, man. How about you? Well, we're doing great. And it's going to be fun for a fun Friday. And this is the Friday of Huracan weekend. So I hope everybody's there having an amazing time. Hopefully, maybe they've got us uh, listening in their earbuds while they're playing their games. Um, and I want to ask uh, Scott and Glenn just right off the bat. We're going to j- jump right into it. Um, everything about uh, the Lakeland Role Playing Guild and how much fun they have. But before we jump into that, there's one thing I've got to jump into because just like every episode, we start off with the do salute. Good times. And speaking of good times, everybody can have a good time at the Lakeland Role Playing Guild. So tell us, Glenn, Scott, what like explain to us what the Lakeland Role Playing Guild is. And like all the fun things that all of our listeners can do when they come and become a part of the Lakeland Role Playing Guild. All right. Well, the Lakeland Role Playing Guild has just started its 17th year. We were founded in the summer of 2000. And our driving goals were to forge a community of the local gamers in the area. Combine that with the desire to improve the quality of gaming for its participants and also to improve the understanding and awareness of the hobby for those outside of it. That's actually some pretty pretty deep and pretty heavy goals. That they, they, they are and there are times that we have that we have hit that mark other times we have, you know, ended up, you know, being a little bit short, of the, a, little short. a little bit short of the green. But but the, those 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 are the those are the three primary primary targets that we always try and aim for with everything that we do. Um because you know, we're those of us that are in the guild, um, 
are members of this hobby, participants in this hobby. We love it. Um, we would like to see it continue. And, you know, we would like to have guys at our table to play with. Um, and unless we can, you know, reach out reach out to other gamers, right. um, that never happens. Because um, th- that's one of the big things that I learned over a number of years um, in various aspects of the hobby in the local area. Um, unlike Central Florida, unlike other parts of the country, there are a lot of gamers, but we're really insulated. I mean, I, I know guys that have been gaming with each other since they were in high school, and they're all 50, and their kids are in college now. And it's just it's just the six of them. And they're still doing that same D&D game, but they never taught it to the kids. Well, some of them did, yeah. but but the kids are doing their own deal. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you know, they're good gamers. They're good participants. A couple of them are actually longtime members of the guild. Right. Um, but they have their guys that they game with, and that's it. Yeah. And that was something that we kind of wanted to get away from in the guild. We wanted to, you know, branch out and be open. Um because the only way that you can have a growth is if you're open and get other folks in. Well, no, I think it's very, very smart, and you've got to grow it. And we actually said this in the first episode on Tuesday. I love our hobby, but it's a very niche hobby, and we're on that rockety edge of it would only take a couple thousand, maybe, or maybe the number may be bigger, but it wouldn't take a lot for people to, like, fall off our hobby and the hobby just to just disappear Especially now with computers and video games and everything like that, like it's we're on that rockety edge. I mean, like, just social yeah. media, just social media in general. Yeah. I mean, I mean, while while there are benefits and pluses to social media, it's also a major drain, a major drain and drag. Yeah. On our hobby, other hobbies. Yeah. Work, real life. Yeah. You know. I oh, mean, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But I definitely think that you know it, it's good because this actually is kind of a new form of social media, if you will, the the role playing guild. Because I like it because you actually get to see your friends in person, which oh, that's a real thing where you can actually go and see your friends and have a good time with them and actually play with them uh, across you know the table from each other and not see them on Facebook so or uh, Twitter or whatever the you know the tweeter sphere or whatever the kids are doing these days. Yeah, that that's that's always been that's always been one of my one of my kind of pet peeves about the growth of computers and social media and yes. everything it, of, of, of how it, it, there's been positives for sure. But some of the negative is that it has removed a lot of the immediate connection of course in our, in our hobby. Sure. You know, if you get guys that move, you can, you can hook up on Skype or you can do any of the online game master tools yeah. and you can keep your home, your old home table going. Yeah. But, it's not the same with everybody in their own house on their own computer screen no, it with is a not. computer monitor no. as opposed to having five or six guys around a table with, you know, with, with a six-pack of your beverage of choice yeah. and throwing Cheetos at each other. Yeah. It's just not the same. No, it's not. And um, I'm going to use just a, a home example is we just had our, our fantasy football draft and one of our good friends moved to uh, Colorado. So he actually did it over Skype, but it was – like you said, it's a totally night and day difference because, like, he's in Colorado, he's Skyping in, and even though we had a projector with his face on it up on the wall so we could see him as long as we're doing our stuff and he had a little iPad that his face is on so we go talk to him, it's completely different than when he was in the room with us. And I would think the same thing because um, I, I've heard of actual role-playing groups where they actually do it like they're all at home doing it on Skype and things like that. And coming from the podcast perspective where – we interview guests sometimes on Skype. 
Now, don't get me wrong. It's 100 times better to interview them on Skype or Google Hangout than it is on the phone because I can see their face and I can kind of – I know where my jokes are landing, you know, and you can kind of see if your punches are hitting, if you will. But um, it's a night and day difference. So it's like I could not figure out doing like a role-playing game or something like that because that's all interactive. It's all – playing off each other, seeing facial expressions, because they might know information that you don't know. You don't know what the Game Master told them. And, you know, yeah, you could text it to each other and let them know secret things. But if you can't see their facial expressions and their body language, I think it's a whole whole different animal. Yeah, it, People's speech and uh, body language is totally different on a, on a Skype or on a digital because they're going to be they're constrained with how, you know, how far left, right they can move. They can't use their entire body. They're going to control their voice more because they're trying to be heard through the medium. So you, st- like you said, yes, you were getting there. Eh, maybe we're at seventy percent, but you're still you're not there at hundred percent yet. As in, like you're saying in person. Well, yeah. I, I ran uh, a D and D online um, for a little while. For uh, um, I ran and uh, for three people, uh, we used uh, Roll Twenty, which is a, a website online that like, like an app. Yeah, facil- facilitates uh, online play like that. Um, it's a challenge, even with using a, a site that has tools for mapping and and rolls dice for you and it has a little chat thing. Uh, you know, um, uh, one guy in our group wasn't was never able to get his video to work. So yeah. okay, well he's out of the video, and then another guy was occasionally uncomfortable having the video on for some reason, so and like so that turn didn't work. On, turn it so off. yeah, and uh, so that it was a little awkward. I mean, we were able to make it work. I ran. Um, uh, uh, Moldve D and D keep on the borderlands. Nice. Um, Old classic stuff. Yeah, it it was it was fun, uh, but it was it was it was kind of a challenge, especially uh, swip, flipping over to the maps. Uh, you know, mapping was a little bit weird, but um, yeah, not having that face to face it makes it makes it difficult. And I think it w- it's funny because you guys didn't get to hear this hence a phrase we like to use on the podcast all the time, and it's called pull back the curtain talking about our pre-show meeting, we were all talking about how role-playing games are mostly people that are are introverts. They're people that don't like interacting with other people. So even when you take down that wall of, you don't have to be in the same room with them, but you're on a camera or whatever, like it freaks people out. And also I think it brings a whole new level of people that are like, who wouldn't come to like the Lakeland role-playing guild because they don't want to be in front of people. They want to do it from home. That gives you a whole another level of player, too. But what I like is that the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild can be home for people. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm a role player. I may be an introvert. I might not be the the most extrovert person. I don't like talking to people. But you can come here. There's other people that are like-minded and feel the same way that you do, and it's comfortable. It's And also, not only is it comfortable for introverted people, it's comfortable for families. Mm-hmm. It's comfortable for kids and their parents and I just I feel like it's every time I come in and and maybe it's because we are technically in a church. Um, it just feels like a very open and welcoming environment, and, and it feels kind of like a big giant role playing hug, if you will. <laughs> like yeah. everybody's just kind of like, "Hey, what's going on?" And people walk up to you and like, and that's the other thing I love about the role playing guild. You get a name tag and you put your name on it, so you don't have to tell everybody your name. It's right there mm-hmm. on your on your you know your upper chest or boob or whatever you want to call it um but it's like hey my name's deuce how are you we we, we call that the chesticular area the chesticular area yeah it's like hey my name is deuce scott it is very nice to meet you and you can walk up to somebody and you introduce yourself and you don't have to feel weird and it's a very comforting environment and i also like because i brought my nephew here and he actually played 
with our good buddy, Mr. Cupcake, in, in the uh, Justice League, we did an X-Wing game. And he felt very comfortable because he had never once – he never played a role-playing game. He never played a board – not a, that level of board game. He played, like, Monopoly. But, like, when he left, he was like, that was really fun. I want to do that again. I was like, well, cool. Anytime you come down with me, you can come, and we'll, I'll take you. Like, this, you know – so it's a very opening, friendly environment to everybody, which I think is really, really cool. We have many families that come and play. We've got a, you know, Holy a, cow. A, a, a dad and his son are in there yeah. playing D and D together. We got, uh, you know, my whole family's here. My yeah. wife is playing. My son is playing. Mm. Uh, R- Rich and his whole family are playing. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura and Dennis and their whole family. Yeah, yeah. You know. uh, yeah. But that's the one thing I want to stress to people because uh, hopefully you're listening to us here at Huracan this weekend, but also I hope maybe new listeners are listening to this too, and that is that this is just an open, friendly, and fun environment for everybody, and it's welcoming to everybody, and it's also very family-friendly. Yes. So it's, you know, you don't have to worry about bringing your kids here and them hearing no-no words or hearing, you know, people getting drunk or people doing things they're not supposed to be doing. Like, it's a very family-friendly environment. And it's just a good time, and I want to stress that, and I cannot stress that enough. Because, um, prime example, when we played your game with my nephew, uh, one of the guys was playing with his daughter, and he brings her all the time. And anytime we play any of your miniature games, he plays with his daughter. And that is the most heartwarming thing I probably see all month, because I'm just an old, crotchy <laughs> bastard. So that, like, it, it's kind of that scene in, what is it, The Grinch that Soul Christmas, where his heart grows <laughs> ten times bigger. His it's, dice grew three sizes that day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like, oh, there is good yeah. fathers and daughters. They do fun things. Right. But but now, when, when Emma gets to the table, you know, you see Emma, you know, cute little girl. She's what? Eight she eight, will eight, wreck eight. your shot. She <laughs> will rip your face off. Yeah, and she It is heartwarming and until smiles. the dice start yeah. rolling. She has more friendly casualties in the Wings of Glory stuff than I think because she keeps running into Oh everybody. my god, she was murdering me and she had a unicorn on her shirt and she's like, unicorns are awesome on her shirt and she's just, just destroying me. Yeah, it's like she's just machine gunning me down. And you can't because she's like six and it's like darn it! You know? I totally lost, but you're very cute. <laughs> it's like I've got to go outside now because I got to say words I can't say in front of you. <laughs> exactly, um, but no, like, like you were saying about about being family friendly. If, I, if 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 we can kick things off with a little with a little yeah. bit with a little bit of you know some 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 heavy rules, uh, one of the the primary way that we stay family friendly. I mean it, that it's kind of one of our one of our Big goals rules, and our achievements. Yeah. We actually have a code of conduct. Oh really? And in that code of conduct, I hear this. I probably yeah, broken I should, like I should six probably of these read tonight. That yeah. At some point. <laughs> well, I'm the game master. I've broken a few of them myself, so it's okay. Um, the tip jar, yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, oh, that's one thing we do probably need to make. That would be yeah. a great thing is to make a swearing jar or something yeah. like. Yeah. It, it'd be a great way to get new dues. Yes, exactly. We'll call it the deuce swearing jar. That's that's. Yeah, there you go. The, do- the, the deuce, deuce jar. Yes, I just call it the deuce jar. <laughs> yep, like. He he came from Hooters. He smells like beer. Put in a dollar. Yep. People might get the wrong idea though. We're saying you just deuced. You yeah. know. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's not the first time that's verb, happened. Right. Yeah. But but no. With uh, the the highlights of our code of conduct, uh, much like George Carlin when he described the Ten Commandments, yeah. it all comes down to don't don't be a a, 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 a jerk. Word. Yeah. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. Um, that's where we're gonna draw the line. <laughs> this is going to be the family-friendly episode of the Happy Hour because um, we haven't had one of them in two hundred and six episodes. So, but but no, it's you know, um, 
no alcohol during no alcohol brought onto premises during guild events unless it's in your body there are a couple of, there are a couple loopholes um, which I exploit to the fullest um, uh, try and try and keep your language to PG-13 yeah um, preferably PG but you know PG, things will happen things will happen and also it depends on the table like it's if it's a right. table full of adults that's one thing right. as long as you're not being loud which I appreciate but right. I also like prime example Emma is her yeah, name yeah Emma like when Emma's at a table I'm like Oh God! I'm like, I've got to be Cheese nice and today. Crackers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's like, gosh, darn it. Um. Uh. Uh. This one isn't actually really a behavioral type thing, but uh, we, we we as as you and some of your other listeners may know, you know, the the, the gaming hobby is not known for its hygiene. In fact, it's one of the big jokes of, yeah. you know, how do you break a line at a big convention? You whip out a bar of soap. Um, we hygiene is a thing. If you if you stink, yeah, you're gonna you know you're gonna get a demerit. You're, we're gonna tell you it's like, look, dude, you need to do something. Um, Here's a bar of soap. Go take a whore's bath in the bathroom. Yeah. Right. Um, some baby wipes somewhere or something. Right. You know, some baby wipes. Uh, there was one unfortunate incident way back in the old days of the guild. Uh, I think it was guild year number three. We had a guy that showed. In 2000, 2006, yeah. circa, if I remember. Um, no, no 2000, 2003, because we started. Oh, yeah. we, cause the guild started in 2000. So, wow. So it's 2000. I forget. It started the yeah. year before I graduated. Yep. So. So, so, yeah. So 2003, 2004. Um, we had we had a guy. Womp womp. Yeah, I, just, I I I heard him say it. I just let it yeah, go because I yeah. just ignored it. Because two thousand one, baby. Eighty nine. Whoop whoop. Insert millennial joke here. <laughs> Something about whiny ass kids. I think. Yeah, um, that, that that pretty much spot yeah, on. Just, you're, you're on my lawn. I just yeah. Want yeah, get off my get lawn. Get off my lawn. Uh, um, but no, but way, uh, Settle down over there, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, 2003, 2004. We had a guy um, who would shower occasionally, but he'd make up for it by a lot of cologne. Oh yeah. You said that was in the vault. We had one of those in our group back in the day, and we're not going to say his name. And he and he smoked clove cigarettes. Oh, because nothing smells better than bo cloves. And he showed up. The third time he showed up after he had been told, "Dude, you have got to be clean you and read, not bro. smell." He was held at the door and febrezed forcibly. There you go. We emptied a bottle of Febreze spray all over him, and then we let him come in. Oh, well, you know, this is before smart smart smartphones and YouTube. Clearly, <laughs> <Yeah>. yes, <laughs> it would have been awesome. Viral. Yeah. We celebrated our then last like, year. Hey, <laughs> this is how we celebrated the last yeah. Guild yep. Year. <laughs> but, but but see, this initiation we, is terrible. But oh. but but but. but See, we only we only but had to do that once. Good. We only had to do that one time and then ever. He knew. And then he knew, and everyone else knew. Yeah. Basically, it was it was our own reenactment of the Tarkin doctrine: you destroy one and make an example of all the rest. Okay. He was Alderaan. <laughs> he was Alderaan, exactly. Um. Um. Also, we try and keep the noise level down at yeah. at, at 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 the events so that every, you know so well, because, so yeah. the sh- so the Shire people don't have to overly exert themselves by breaking their introvert wall you know um but also it's really really good because now we used to be in a very small space when i first started the guild which was five six when i came a couple times but now we're in the big room but still 
We've got how many tables going now? Like eight, nine? Um, I, I, we're sitting at about five at 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 four scheduled tables, and we and have and, and, we, and we and we have th- access to three more. So that's at, seven. So I mean, I mean, any anywhere from three to six tables a night, depending upon. You know. And most most of those are scheduled tables. Yeah. Like we have scheduled GMs on this night are running this scheduled game. But then we also have open tables. Where Which I want to throw a plug out to that. Uh, you can go into Google and look up Lakeland Role Playing Guild. Do you know the 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 Facebook page? Yeah, Facebook just Lakeland RPG. Okay. One word. If you yeah. look it up, they actually put it up and they actually mm-hmm. make event pages. Which I, it's I, I'm a Facebook junkie because I have to be. Uh, you know, a whore for this show. So I have to be on Facebook and Twitter like 24-7. But I love it when people make event pages for things. And what I love is they actually say, table one is going to be this, table two is going to be this, table three is going to be this, because I will actually go ahead and claim ahead of time, like, hey, I'm going to be there because I have a uh, semi-regular thing where I, I leave work, I go to Hooters for like two hours, and then I come here. So... Uh, I, like I have a like a this scheduled thing. It's like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have a couple beers, see some boobies. We'll call that a ritual. That's yeah, a ritual. I th- yeah, I, I go or, f- or fixation. One <laughs> of the things. Whatever. Whatever works. Hey, you know, whatever works for you. I go and I go to Hooters. I see Natalie for like two hours, and I come here, and then um, you, you know, can talk to I, your therapist about it later. It, it, that's a really high copay. That's why I have a podcast, <laughs> so I don't have to have a uh, you know. I just I just tell the internet all my problems, and I hope the internet gets back to me and tells me, "No, that's a bad idea." So, or dude, I am so in. Yeah, when yeah, is that happening? Yeah, exactly, it's one of the two. So, uh, uh, yeah. So, but you know, I have my little ritual when we come and we do it. But I actually like it because, like, I can say, "Hey, I'm coming to this table, and I know I've got a spot." And that's a great thing about the event page. You can say, "Hey, I want to come, and I want to be over." Uh, skies over lakeland or i want to be a part of this group or that group i want to play this pathfinder game or this game or that game and you could tell them that and you don't have to you can kind of pre like reserve your spot i think is the word i'm looking for which is really really cool so you should definitely check that out but go ahead with what you're saying scott i'm sorry all right um so those were the highlights on the on the rules and regs and code of conduct uh basically don't be a dick um hey you know that's a great (laughs) rule for life just don't be a dick and be nice to people and yeah. be courteous. That's the other thing. Just be courteous. Yeah. Just or, you know. Or it, for those of us of a certain age that remember when Bill and Ted movies were running in theaters the first time, be awesome excellent to, to each, each other. other. Gosh, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. God uh, rest you, George Carlin. You know, and along Amen. those lines too, I think what's interesting, you kind of touched on this a minute ago. Uh, plug in the GMs. One thing I love about the GMs in the LRPG. Is that like you were saying? If a new person comes and yeah. shows up, and you have no idea if you've never played a, even Monopoly, it does not matter. They will walk you through it. They will let you mess up. You make mistakes. Everybody's made mistakes. Or we all understand that. All we want is for you know new players to play. Right. In fact, Jed and Emma, the first night, they oh, we want to come check it out, and they're kind of shy, and they were say like, "Well, we just want to kind of look." And I said, "Okay, because I, I, sure you can say you're gonna you, I mean, you're gonna participate. I'm right. gonna sucker you in somehow." So they came in there watching us play the um, Wings of Glory, and I was running a plane, and I was like, "Hey, Emma, why don't you come over and just take yeah. over for a couple turns?" And I kind of eased her into it, and then helped her a few turns, and then just walked away. So I get to blame you from now on. 
you're the one that did just spawn the devil over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, – Gosh, I am, And she's like, so all I get to do is just destroy people and not have – yes, there's no consequences. You unleashed the beast. I unleashed the beast. I, I, I called up the Kraken. Yeah. <laughs> I would and, rather fight the Kraken because that girl rolls like a god. Yeah. Like she, every and, time. She, and she's ruthless. She is. Like, because it's like, oh, it's cute. I've got a unicorn shirt on it. It's like, no, I'm going to wreck your shop. Well, the great news is I'm doing a cooperative game in October, so we'll see. I'll at least be on her side. I think she might play in it. So. Well, then that <laughs> see if it helps really being good. on her team. <laughs> but I like that. And the other thing I like is, uh, and, and to throw a little plug out, like you've got kind of kids' tables going on with games, mm-hmm. and that's really fun for people, even if you're older, to play because they play like Munchkin and they play like mm-hmm. a lot of like card games or like board games. Something that's easy, like I can jump in, I can learn this really quick, I can play. It's not like – X-Wing or, or your Lions and Leopards game, yeah. which is going on right now at Huracan, which I hope you guys are at. Um, you know, it's not such a heavy game to, like, get all the rules for. Like, you just play and, mm-hmm. you know, figure out as you go. Your beer and pretzel games, it, yeah. there's a tier, there's a space for everybody. Yeah, yeah. which but, I think is really, really cool. Or, like, uh, you know, just about a month ago, we had a group of guys that came in, and only one of them had ever done, like, the littlest bit of playing Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. And they came and sat at a table, and and all three of them, you know, role played. And you know, the the two guys that weren't very uh, familiar with role playing, you know, right. the the game master and the other players walked them through what to do, uh, you know, encouraged them on 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 uh, acting out their character and and how to roll the dice and how to interpret the results and stuff. So that that's what makes the the guild really really cool. Yeah, because yeah. uh, in fact, because uh, I think that was, you had a similar event at one of your tables a couple months ago. Where some new guys came in, or or, or, or was that actually the I game? That was the that game. was the game. That okay. was the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, it was it was a new. I mean, it's an older game rule system. You know it really well, but most of everybody else at the table, even the veteran players, had only played it maybe once or twice, if that. Right. And then we had the new guys come in, so it was it was a slightly obscure rule set. You know, not everybody is you know deep into the cyberpunk rules, but you know, right. Um, even though they've been out forever, so you had these guys, you know, embrace the event of role playing. And I think what I think why they did so well was because they hadn't done it before. They had no preconception about how it's supposed to be and what they're supposed to do. That's a good point. They just kind of went with it, right? Just to jump in, yeah. and 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 go, and yeah. Sometimes that's easier to do than. Yeah. I think the best thing you can say to anybody who's on the bubble, if you're out there listening right now, and you're like, I want to try, but I'm not really sure. The two rules. The GM wants you to have a good time, probably more than you want to have a good time. And the rule number two, the players around you, they also want you to have a, have a good time, probably more than you want to have a good time. So everybody you sit down at the table with wants to have a good time. There's nobody there ready to torpedo the game, unless Scott's GMing and Will and I happen to be at the table. There's a little bit of that torpedo going on, but that's only happened a couple yeah, times. Yeah, but that happens to me more than it does either players. So, yeah, you know. that's just more of the exceptional rule. No, <laughs> but uh, no, but definitely like it's a – it's way more noob friendly than than you can expect so just come out to an event whether it's you know lrpg or what something in your local community at your game or your, your flgs your friendly local gaming store and just try because i assure you it's you, you'll be able to play like rpging and you know, role playing is is very cultural i mean it's a culture yeah. right culture is passed down from from the older generation to the younger generation yeah. it's it's taught and that's you know that that's what role playing is it's taught i taught you know my son mm-hmm. To, to role play, we role play at home. We role play at guild, and you know uh, sometimes you read about or hear about players who who 
got a D&D book, but they don't know anybody that plays. They don't, they've never played. They've read the book, but they don't quite get it. And it's because there's that missing piece that's, that's, it's almost like you've got to be taught it by another yeah. player. Yeah, yeah. You, you need the village elder, as it were. To, right. You know, to, right. But, to, and also, yeah. I can throw Glenn in this conversation because Glenn, you, and Wood were the ones that taught me about role playing because I knew a little bit about it from hanging out at Downtown Comics and everything. But it was, at the end of the day, it was like you and it was like Wood and it was like other people that really kind of brought me into the hobby. It was like, hey, and it was like, oh, this is a lot, you know. Because you think of D&D and you kind of have this mindset, especially when you're younger, where you're like, oh, okay, it's like this. But then you play and you're like, whoa, 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 this is this is way different than, you know, what movies and TV have taught me that what this is. And it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, look how far Tom Hanks has come, you know. In the 80s, he wasn't into it at all. And now Ma- he's mazes <laughs> and monsters. Yeah, oh, now, my now God. Now he's all over it. So he's, yeah. you know, he's come a long way himself. But you cannot find that movie, by the way, because I've been, I've been digging all over <laughs> trying to find that yes, movie. Yes, because all good gamers hunted down the la- every last copy and burned them. Well, maybe that was it. Because I remember back in the day, and this is a throwback, we had this thing up in our youth group room where it was like, basically like Dungeons and Dragons was the devil and I said no it's not the devil like I play this every Sunday it's fine blasphemer yeah I was like it's fine and then my youth pastor was like well you do it and you enjoy it I'm like yeah he's like okay you can rip it down I did I ripped it down like I'm like this is just this is somebody that stapled this up there it's old grandmama that thinks that this is you know like just this is gonna lure you to worship in Satan, and yeah. I'm like, no. So I pulled it down, and the same thing happened with me and my mom. Like my mom found that's what black metal. That's what black metal is for. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> well, same thing that happened with my mom. Like my mom found my D and D player's guide, and she's like, oh my god, like this is you know because I guess the neighbor's kids they had found that they were playing D and D and read it, and there was demons in it, and they freaked out. I'm like, if no. If she looked a little deeper in the box, she would have found your playboys. Uh, exactly, <laughs> probably. So, but she found that, and then it was funny because uh, we, we talked about uh, there was two guys that used to play with us, and there was an older guy with glasses, and there was a taller, heavy set guy that played with us. That Tom and Hunter, Tom and Hunter, yeah. and I'll tell you the one who saved my ass, and it was Hunter because he was he was the shorter one with the glasses. No, 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 that's Tom. That's okay, yeah, Tom. Yeah, that's Tom. Tom saved my ass because I said, "Hey, my mom saw this, and she freaked out, and she's like, give me your phone number. I want to talk to your mom.'" I said, "Okay." He called my mom, and he basically said, listen, you know, Kyle plays with us. This isn't demonic. We're not doing anything bad. But also, I'm under Kyle's grades. I don't know if you know this. I make Kyle bring me every single one of his report cards. And if he's not getting a B-plus and everything, I won't let him play. So, and she was like, really? And he's like, yeah. Like, if he's not doing better than a B in every subject, I won't let him play. And she was like, oh, Okay. So she came back to me. And she's like, I talked to Tom. Tom said what he was doing, and I'm okay with this. And I was like, so Tom literally pulled my bacon right out of the fire because she was like, look, you know, this isn't, you know, I, I, I go to church. I'm a, I'm a believer myself. I'm not, you know, some heathen, you know. <laughs> but also, I don't let your son, like, burn up the streets. Like, I'm not going to let him come to my table if I think he's doing drugs. I'm not let him come to my table. He doesn't have better than be. Like, I'm not going to let him, you know. I'm not going to teach him how to smoke dope and be an atheist over here. Like, you know, like this is just where we get to hang out and have fun. So, um, which I thought was really, really cool. And he saved my butt. So, and if she wanted to do any more digging on Tom, on Tom himself and actually wanted to question him some, okay, you know, you know, the man spent 20 years in the army. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he had, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, dude was super cool. Him and Hunter and and Scott. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a story, and we're gonna go down a little bit, but we're gonna come back up. Okay. I had something. Take us on a ride. Yeah, I had something really bad that happened to me when I was younger. I got in a car accident when I was 16. Uh, I almost died, and my cousin died. The two phone calls I got the day after was from you and Tom and Hunter. And that literally, like, was one of those defining moments in my life because you guys called me and you checked on me when, I mean, I had people that checked on me, but it's not people I gave a shit about, but I cared about you guys and you called. And that's the thing that, to me, this community does. You build a, a friendship and a bond where it's like, dude, are you okay? Like, are you all right? Like, you know, where we check on each other. And the same thing, like, me and Glenn – me and Glenn have been friends since I was in middle school, yeah. you know. Uh, same thing with Scott. Me and him have been friends since I was in middle school. These are guys that literally, I don't know if you want to take credit for this or not, but you've kind of molded me <laughs> in a way to where I am oh, now. Boy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. you don't have to necessarily uh, take credit on it. I'm not sure about that yeah. one. <laughs> but these are guys that, like, molded me, and that's what I think that's great about this community is, like, you actually – mold people and you're there for people and there are times of need like when really bad things happen or you're also there like when they're doing really good so i think yeah, like, that's the yeah, family like, thing when, like when you got involved in local politics and actually yeah. ran, I, I i called you after that too i said good on you kid yeah yeah because he did he called me he was like one of the few people who was like you're an idiot you're like good on you good for running for politics i lost my ass off but i was like but he was still like hey you know what you're taking pride in your community and you're trying like yeah. that's better than just sitting there with your thumb in your ear and saying oh well this sucks like i tried because i was actually the youngest person to ever run for city commissioner in the if hayne city because i was 18 years old and just turned 18 i'm like you know what all these candidates suck. I'm going to run. And I didn't win, but I was like, you know what? At least there's a voice for somebody, the voice of the voiceless, if you will. There's somebody that's like, hey, things in this town are running wrong. Uh, people are getting ignored, and I'm not going to stand for it because I'm not behind, you know, nobody's in my pockets. I'm 18. Like, who the hell's in an 18-year-old's <laughs> pockets? So, but, yeah, and, and I appreciate that phone call, too. And, and that's kind of the, the great thing about the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild and the whole thing about the, the community of role players. It's like you make these friends, and they're lifelong. Like, you guys have been my lifelong friends, the two of you. I can say that for sure. And I think that's a great thing that you make when you come to these events. And, you know, it's something you can do no matter if you're 44 or if you're, you know, 14. Like, you can still make these lifelong friends that will be there for you when you're – you're really in your time and need, and you really need it, but are also there for you, like when you do something good. So I think it's awesome. Well, I think you you touched the heart of it last episode because when you were talking about like the narrative, when you're forming the narrative in a role playing game, it's because it's a creative process for everybody involved. Everybody's you know, kind of like yes, got the, a finger in it, right? Yeah. And yes, the GM is you know even if you have a canned adventure, you know you guys are the, you know the players and the GM are the ones who tell that story. And when any creative endeavor. You know, you become mutually invested in it, yeah. and then so you, you you take ownership over it, and you share the bond. As silly as it sounds, like you know, you guys took down that ogre together. Yeah. Yes, it's a fictional thing, you know, but there's still that kind of resonance of accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. And you do that together, and it's just I think the whole thing is just a. Uh, you're all kind of together, but also you make these friends, and it lasts. I mean, I've been watching Stranger Things, and, like, you watch him playing role-playing, and it's like, you know, and it's a lot of other shows, too. Such a great show. It's such a great show. But other things where they play role-playing, and, like, you make really good bonds as friends, but also you can kind of feel your friends out. Like, who's the guy that's going to help you out, or who's the guy that's going to, like, <laughs> stick it to you? So, yeah. And, and to help 
with you know you're talking about building community and things yeah. you know we only have events we have uh an event every two weeks um uh, well, well, no, two, well the, the, the second friday and fourth friday, second friday, friday every month. Friday. yeah so then uh, on those months that have um uh, uh five fridays right. the, the fifth friday we've started doing uh, uh social events kind of like tonight because tonight it, it, for you guys that don't know this is actually being taped the Friday night of the, the kickoff meeting for the 17th year. And it's been kind of a potluck. And every, Now, there are gaming tables going on right now. Right. But, like, you had a meeting. Like, everybody kind of hung out and talked. And it was really it was really cool kind of to watch the interaction. Right. So then on the, on the social nights, on those fifth Fridays, we will go to a restaurant and we'll – we sit down. We all have a meal together, and you know, if somebody brought a little card game or, or something, we, we can do. Yeah, that. because but I think the next one you were talking about, which, oh well, no, 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 this episode won't pass yet. Uh, yeah. You're doing a Panera. Yeah. So yeah, it's like you guys are going to all yeah. hang out at Panera. Yeah. Right next to your Friday. old Coupe de Gras, if you will, the old Fantasy Factory, which we're going to get back to here in a little bit. Yes, yeah, so we we, you know, uh, eat together and we just we sit around and talk, and and you get to know each other a little bit more you know outside of the game table outside yeah. of outside of the rules of the game or or the the artificial reality that the game is built you yeah actually get to sit down and you know yeah we usually talk about games but that's that's that's, yeah, that's what, because we what we're passionate yeah. about and, that's what we you love. Know, and and the, and the cool thing that the the last the last social event that we had uh we had a decent turnout for um admittedly it was a little bit better of a turnout than i expected yeah, me, uh, t- me too. Yeah. Uh, but but what really? Because it really was the first time that we tried it, and it was like some people had said they wanted it. Well, let's see. And, and now, where did you, where did you do it? Just for uh, uh, we did the we did this one at Panera also. Panera also, you know, the one that was by where your old yeah, work, could, work yeah, was. Because okay. I mean, it, it was a central location close by. Also, and it's kind of big, and also yeah. Panera is pretty cool about you just hanging out. Right, so. it, it, exactly. And it's not like table service where you can't. I mean, at Panera, you, you go up, you order at the counter, and you bring your food to your table, and so you can and, all and kind of And you're not eating together. up anybody's table either, right. so yeah. it's not right. like if you went to, like, a Applebee's or somewhere, you're, like, eating up somebody's table where you're all sitting there drinking Cokes, and you're, right. you know right. what I mean? Right. And in which case, you know, you know at, at least I, you know, feel obligated to, you know, okay, well, you know, we've been here, there have been 12 of us sitting at this table, or the, these three yeah. tables pushed together, you know, you know, eating up candies, you know, yeah. you know, uh, you know, tip jar. Yeah. So it's like, all right, you know, some of us got to drop a twenty. I got to drop something. twenty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, which it, it does suck when you're yeah. in that position. Especially. I definitely encourage you guys to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but but the uh, along with having the good turnout on the last one, what what I was really happy to see was a couple of our couple of our more introverted guys were the ones that actually came out. Well, that's good which because was, that's like a yeah. that's like a training wheels. That's like yeah. a mm-hmm. beginner step, which is good because some of the I, I don't know. I, this is probably going to be a horrible thing to say, but some of this I feel like is outreach, like mm-hmm. where you've got people that are very introverted, but they come out and you kind of like work them out of your shell because mm-hmm. you know it's it's tough when you're a nerdy guy and you're very introverted and you don't feel like you're confident. And it's like no, you come out here and we tell you no. You're a good guy. You're a good dude. Like you've got things to offer the world. Don't don't hide yourself from it. Don't you know? Don't hide your light. Because I, sh- I guess I can say this because we're in a church. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it Those shine. Those of you who can't see, I'm holding a lighter. Up yeah, right now. exactly. It's like you know, let your light shine. Let people see it. You know, if they like it, great. If they don't, then piss on them. But and, and that's you know. important from the old guard too. You know, is you're you're touching a nerve there with us because yeah. we grew up in a time. Where well, it this really was not really cool. wasn't acceptable. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, now you've got like it's and if you if you want to talk about the biggest change, I think I've seen uh, there's really two things. Um, one of them has to just do with the attitude towards gaming and in, in, in general yeah. is it's so much more accepted now. Oh, yeah. I, I try to explain to my nephew like how I remember going to high school and people were like, what do you do on the weekends? And I'd be like, I w- watch sports. You know, I would yeah. make stuff up almost yeah. because I'd be afraid to be like, well, I played D&D for you know, yeah. 16 hours because <laughs> then I would have to go on a long explanation. But now you've got it where one of the biggest TV shows in the world, it's you know, Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory, Theory and yeah. they've. They've done several episodes on D and D. If you've watched the table, they actually play like Descent and and car, and actual you know games, games. from yeah. from the industry and stuff like that. And and that's actually the other side of the coin too, is the production, the ability to bring product to market. Yeah, is so much like quicker. Yeah, and yeah. cheaper. Yeah. So now you've got smaller, you know, small-time people bringing stuff. So this is like the golden age of gaming. Oh, yeah. because young fellas don't know how yeah. good you got it. It's because when you were young and and playing, so were the people who are now working on that show. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. And see, you're now, exactly right. right. Yeah. Now, now, see, for for me, you know, I'm I'm a couple of years older than. Not that it. much, right? Hold on, hold up a number, because I just turned. I'm not saying it out loud, yeah, audience. I, yeah. Yeah, um, in December I'll be six more than that. Oh, yeah. okay. So, yeah. I'm, so I'm 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 a chunk, but no, huh? No, 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 no. Negative one, negative one. Because holding up numbers with your fingers is great <laughs> for patio. Let me tell you, that's <laughs> just that's awesome. Look, great, I it's great about, on the patio. I was talking about Ultima, uh, yeah. you know, last episode. You yeah. guys can do the math. Okay? Yeah, you, <laughs> well, you can figure it out, bro. Yeah. You All right, can figure well, it out. But, but no, no. Like I was going to say, I mean, I, mean I, I have a couple of years on Eric. Yeah. So, so he he missed he missed the the the, the double time of dark times. Yeah. I was, because I Sauron was defeated slightly, but he was still <laughs> no, when I took over. No, see, because yeah, like I, he was no, the battle yeah. of the five armies that happened. I first got into gaming when I was ring. when I was in sixth grade. Okay, I got the I got the red box mm-hmm. for Christmas when I was in sixth grade. That was the original D and D box, if I remember correctly, uh, right? Or is it two point? Technically, no, the, the second one. Was, yeah. Red box was, uh, was the original D and D was yeah. one little book. Right, yeah. The original D and D was a white box. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. white box. It, it, yeah. Well, extreme. That's going to be. That's an entirely we're, we're whole right podcast now. of its own. <laughs> yeah. I'm going through the history right of D and D. Well, I would love to do that, and our listeners would love to do that. But before yeah. we start getting into that, we're going right. to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more of the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by RetroGameTreasure.com. Get real retro games for the old school consoles you love delivered to your door every month. They have consoles like the NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, PlayStation 1, Game Boy, Game Boy Advanced, and more. Tell them the type of games you like and what games you already own so you don't get duplicates. You even get a wish list. It's not a rental service. And best yet, you keep the games. Use promo code HAPPYHOUR and save $2 off your first month. Learn more at RetroGameTreasure.com and don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Lakeland Zombie Fest Terminal V. 
thousands of thousands of zombie enthusiasts are already planning their zombie costumes and apocalypse survivor gear. This year's Zombie Fest 2016 will include local bands and entertainers along with how-to and discussion panels. There will be several costume contests and cosplayers. Zombie Fest always has an eclectic variety of vendors serving food and sharing their merchandise. And don't forget also, there's tons of stuff for the kids. There's bounce houses, there's fun areas for the kids, there's face painting, also, don't forget about the scare houses and the scare zones. Also, Scott Finster of Sci-Fi's Face Off fame will be there live at the show doing zombie makeup effects. And he's also been on the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce multiple times. You definitely want to check it out. You're definitely going to want to go to Lakeland Zombie Fest. It's going to be from 2 p.m. till midnight at the Sun and Fun here in Lakeland. So go check them out and don't forget to tell them that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. And we're back with the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce, and we're going to find out all about your Redbox Christmas, all right, so. which has nothing to do with running movies, by the way. <laughs> uh, no, no. No, because no, back in my day, uh, uh, we, we still had beta and VHS. Yeah, Both yeah. formats were running back, yeah, so, back to back. So, yeah. Yeah, so, so you can track my age from that, from that, uh, from that little kernel. Um, but no, it was sixth grade, so that was uh, 82, 83. Um, yeah, eighty-two. Uh, when I got when I got the red box for Christmas, and unlike Eric, where he only had to go through the dark times of ooh, gaming's not cool, and ooh, gaming is going to corrupt your soul. I was also in the doorstep of the earth, of the good metal years. So not only was the game I played going to going to damn my soul, all the records I played were going to do it too. Which Scott, yeah. th- throw me down because it, actually Scott was one of the guys that introduced me to metal. Throw them down to what you taught me about metal. Okay, well, first we start off with, with the only thing that, that matters, the thing that you have to start with, and that would be Iron Maiden. All Up, day, every day. All day, every day. Run to the hills, baby. You guys would cry if you saw my playlist. I'm just throwing that out there right now. <laughs> oh, I, 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 yes, I know, because you're a wuss. I, <laughs> um, and is, it, then, is it something and, about, hey, babe, here's my number? Or something like that? <laughs> hey, that's a catchy tune. Right? <laughs> Respect the Jepson. and then and then, Jep- and then after Maiden, then we actually went back and we and then then I get then I gave you Black Sabbath. Yeah. Then we jumped back up into the modern era, and then I then I started hitting you with Metallica and Megadeth, which that was actually under my D and D manual that my mother never found. <laughs> it was like D and D manual, all the metal that Scott had given me, pornos underneath. <laughs> so she only made it through the first layer of that onion. Thank God. And you know what? what you know. The younger gamers will never appreciate is the Rust Monster from the Red. The oh, red oh yes. yes. Let's put a, let's underneath, put that a, underneath the fallen yep. fallen uh, castle door. Oh, yeah. there's all your equipment. Yeah. All right, start yeah. over with your ten foot pole sorry, and your candle. That sword you had, yeah, it's gone. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I just those are the days. That, man. That, are the pain. that was what oh. introduced me to to D and D. I um I went to a small, very small private school, like two room schoolhouse. Yeah. Um, and. The teacher slash principal asked me if I wanted to play a game at lunch, and that's what we played. We played D and D. That's the really? first, time, first, awesome. time, wow. first time I ever played D and D. So you it, were actually it, introduced by an adult. I thought that story was yeah, going to yeah. go completely It could go so many other ways. You want to play a game? Yeah, luckily it was just D and D. So, yeah. Scott had to wear a raincoat from all the holy water that'd be like thrown at him. As yeah, it was it was horrible. 
although uh, uh, completely not 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 uh, gaming related, uh, but a quick little sidetrack. Uh, one 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 of my favorite stories of my mom, junior high school, and the and the, the whole PMRC thing was happening. The, that's the Parents Music Resource Center for those of you who don't know. Okay, explain <laughs> that to us. Just give us a little feedback on that. This was a bunch of this was a bunch of uh, Washington D.C. Senate uh, politician wives who were appalled because one of them found their daughter listening to the Prince soundtrack for Purple Rain and and actually read the lyrics to Darling Nikki. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little graphic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look those up, kids. Um, <laughs> Um, so it became this thing of oh my god, you know, music is horrible now. We have to we have to inform people. So they started put, they started slapping parental advisory labels on records, and they and they held hear, congressional hearings about the bad lyrics and what they were doing to today's youth. Um, and this kind of spread out all over the country. And my my junior high school, the PTA had a private invitation only unannounced meeting. Really regarding music and do you know what our kids are listening to right now uh they held it during school time down in the auditorium um and my mother was one of the ones that were that was called down and you know who got me into metal why am i a headbanger because of my mom <laughs> did she was she a headbanger too yes awesome oh uh, mom her 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 uh one of her birthdays before she before she moved down here to florida uh, she and her friends went out to a beach up in Massachusetts, and that was, you know, celebrate the birthday. They were having the birthday party. She was still in the car because that time of year, there was a radio station in England that you could actually pick up the radio transmission because of the, because of the weird convergence yeah. of the atmosphere. And she heard Deep Purple's first show with Ian Gillen on lead vocals. Like live. Like live, broadcast on BBC on her birthday. Wow. So, so yeah, my mom is is what made me who made me. Do salute to your mom. Hell yeah. Man. So there's this whole this whole P, this whole PTA meeting going on about PMRC and about the record labels and you know and and the music today. You know they're holding up album after album of you know you know well this album cover depicts this and oh and you know and this song is about this you know you know and they, then they take the comments and there's back and forth from the audience and other members. Finally, my mom raises her hand. And of course, you know, my mom's short. She's five foot four, so it took a while for them to notice her hand. Um, and finally, somebody says, uh, uh, "Yes, Mrs. Scott." Yeah, m you know, Scott's mom. Would you like, you know, you have something to say? And my mom stands up, and you know, in in her full throated New England Italian Catholic baby boomer, you know, no holds barred inside voice. Um, okay, hold on. So, if Pyromania is going to make your kid kill himself. Where the hell have you been for the past 13 years? The response was, if you don't have anything constructive to contribute to this conversation, ma'am, you can leave. <laughs> well, number one, I got to give a big do salute uh, to Mrs. Scott for uh, letting Scott himself uh, teach me about metal. But it actually leads me to a funny story. Back when me and Johnny were in high school, since he's not here tonight to join the show, which, slacker. Well, we love him. He's got a you know he's got a kids and wife, and he's got things he's got to do. But we both went to this very Christian school in Haines City, and this was circa about I want to say about ninety nine. And uh, every Friday we'd have to go to uh, basically like mass, if you will. Like we had to go to church, and we'd go there, and the guy would tell us all his stuff, and he'd be like. Oh, this is bad, this is bad. And I remember walking out, and he was like, country music is bad. 
country music is verbal porn. And I went and shook his hand. And I said, why do why, why when I listen to Hank Williams Jr. am I not getting a hard on? Because <laughs> he was like, it's just porn. It's just verbal porn. And I was just like, God damn it. Like, just get out of here. Like Country, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah like, they, like he hadn't even gotten to metal yet. Like, if he had gone to my truck and seen what was really in my truck, he would his brain would have exploded. Because <laughs> it was all, like, Metallica, Guns N' Roses, uh, Black Sabbath, uh, because Scott raised me right. And actually, it was funny, because, uh, throw another story out there, a good buddy of mine, our, our, uh, our legal department, whose name I won't throw out, uh, his... Um, his he lived down the street from me because I've known him since we were in diapers. And his dad, they had this like underground like basement, which is big for Florida because Florida doesn't have a lot of basements. Right. So they had a big screen TV and they had a pool table down there. It was like the first man cave I'd ever seen. And he had all these beer lights. So we'd go down there and we'd we'd go and play pool. And his dad would had like a CD changer, and that was like the first one I ever seen. It was like a five disc changer, and it was all. I still have mine. It's awesome. Oh, it is. I'm not gonna lie. They need to bring them bitches back. Yes. So, uh, but it was Metallica, and it was Guns N' Roses. Like every CD, it was like Use Your Illusion one and two, and it was like Metallica, Ride the Lightning, the Black Album, and there was another Metallica album. That Should was be there. Master of Puppets. Master. Yeah, else. Master of Puppets. And it was all in there, and we just had those bitches on, like, like random. So it just randomly play them while we're learning how to play pool, which I'm sure is a great thing for a six-year-old to learn how to you – know, well, actually, hey, we were not hand six. Hand-eye yeah. coordination. We were in middle school, geometry. so it's probably, like, 10, 12. So we're, like, we're learning how to play pool, like, eight ball and nine ball and all that, and then listen to that. And so we go to school, and we're like, this is the greatest music ever, right? Like, because I, I remember because our legal department wore a Guns N' Roses t-shirt and it was a bunch of pistols and it was roses because it was just like this big, like, and it would cover the whole shirt and they made him change his shirt. Like, because it had a gun on yeah, it and exactly. it promoted violence. Yeah, yeah. Dump, dump, and he's like, dude, it, the album or, you know, the band is Guns N' Roses. There's also roses on the shirt too, people. But they made him like like I don't remember if they made him turn out inside out for the day, but they told him he could wear it. Yeah, they did, the sa- they did the same crap with skulls. Oh, it's got a skull. It promotes death. Yeah. It's evil. It's like, yeah. it's a shirt from Arizona. It's a goddamn cow skull. Yeah. It's a skull. It doesn't matter. Go to it's Italy. like, I'm wearing a, a skull and crossbones for a pirate shirt. It's like, no, you can't do that. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Yeah, go to Italy. As a, it was a kind of a, like a little cultural shocker. One of the first churches we went into, and there's like a fully embalmed body just sitting right there under the glass. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> In the church. I'm like, and I'm looking around. Like, well, there's, Does somebody leave this out? There's one of them <laughs> you know? over there where they have, the, don't they have the uh, John the Baptist? Yeah, the don't Pope. The Pope's are, yeah. Not, yeah, they have the yeah. Pope's lined up in yeah, their little. Bomb. Yeah. yeah, but they're just, but Be- they're under glass. Be- because of, because of their relics. Yeah, I understand that, but it's well, yeah. when you don't nobody gives you like a when, hey when, when, a heads when, up when when you when, when you're a shel- when you're a sheltered American and you get to some place uh, yeah well, it's just like a, yeah, yeah they're approached but like Saint Valentine's skulls you know that's yeah. Yeah. sitting right there on the on the shelf and you're like okay well I went to one place like all bone anyway like I go on and on but it's that's one of the greatest jokes my father ever told we went to Salem we went to some museum and that they shoved us in a room and they're like hey and then they had all these little things that lighted up around the the walls but at the end of the tour it lit up the floor and it was one of those uh what do they call them a pentagram and i was like oh my god i mean dad's like if i disappear you know where i went (laughs) (laughs) i was like that's awesome (laughs) that's awesome all right well was what was it a pentagram or was it a pentacle 
If it was in a circle. If there was, was a, a circle with the the thing in the middle. That's a pentacle. Okay. And, but and and were they were they cross lines? Were they oh, were they cross li- were they cross lines within the star? I watched visible? a lot of Supernatural. Uh, I would okay. say it was a pentagram because it was the uh, it was like <laughs> the devil's trap from fucking uh, from Supernatural. It was okay. like the 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 upside down star with a circle. Okay. And Dad was like, "If I disappear, you know where I went." That's awesome. Hey, nice. just try and get me back, all right? I'm like, I don't. How many hell marys does that take? We're not Catholic, but I'll go yeah, and ask. <laughs> Any, any port in a storm at that point. Yeah, don't Mary. exactly. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just start throwing symbols until the, until the, until one works. Yeah. How many packs of old Milwaukee do you want me to put on top of this thing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I sacrifice this can. Nice. <laughs> well, speaking of things that probably only older folks remember, and that is two of the glorious places that ever lived in Polk County, Florida, and that would be the great Matt Milburn, I want to say, may he rest in peace, but I know he's still alive. He's got his own. <laughs> he's still you know, out there. He's yeah. still out there. Uh, uh, downtown Comics, which was a boon to us at Winter Haven. Also, what was a boon to people here in uh, in Lakeland, which was a fantasy factory. Glenn, you worked, of course, at Downtown Comics. And, of course, Scott, you were you were the face, if you will, of Fantasy Factory. For um, good or for ill. Yeah. yeah. And I want to get both of you guys' opinions on and that whole situation because you got to remember, when I started going to Downtown Comics, uh, and this was back when he was in the old building before he moved to the big one, I was probably in elementary school and about middle school is when he op- opened the building, which he stayed until he closed. Um, and then you were in Fantasy Factory back down when it was by the Hobby Lobby all the way until it moved down to – the old building by Panera until it closed. I, I just, I, I kind of wanted for our fans and our listeners, and this is, I'm just going to say this for you guys now. This is actually really more probably for me than it is for you. I want to hear you guys' stories and kind of hear like everything because I'm a huge historian and I love sitting under the learning tree. And that's a big thing our podcast is about because number one, we like to showcase people like you guys here at the Lakeland Role Playing Guild, like Huracan. Uh, we like to do that, but we also love to sit in the learning tree and learn about things because, I mean, Scott brought me into metal. Scott taught me about Kevin Smith. You were the first one who was like, you need to go rent mall rats and chasing Amy and, like, clerks. You need to, yeah. like, watch these Clerk, movies. Clerks and mall rats, you can stop at that point. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember one weekend because I, I can't remember. I got my wisdom teeth pulled, but there was some reason I was going to be out of, like, school for, like, four days. I'm like, I'm going to go to the movie store. Mom said I could rent whatever I want. And Scott was like – Clerks and Chasing Amy, or not Chasing Amy, Clerks and Mall Rats. He's like, you need to rent that. And then well, I watched those two in my life. It changed that point, which literally both of those movie posters are framed in my living room because of you. So you have a spot in my living room, even though you don't really know it. And and, and Glenn also kind of pointed me in that direction. But I want to I want to hear you guys, and I'll throw it first to Glenn. You you guys' stories about downtown comics and the experience and. That was also a weird time because you guys got a, that are listening now because some of you guys are, are younger, which we love our younger listeners. And of course, go to Facebook.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast and give us a like. Even if you're on the Twitter machine, you younger guys, like that actually helps us out a lot if you do that. Or, you know, follow us on Twitter at HH Podcast Show. Um, tell us about that because that was an interesting time because we didn't – like the biggest superhero movie we had at that time was like – Batman, which was like 
mid eighties, I think, with the Tim Burton Batman. Eighty nine. Was it? Eighty eight eighty eight, eighty nine, yeah. Yeah, so I mean early nineties and uh, downtown comics was a big part of that. So Yeah, um I I found it you know I guess uh, what was I? You were young high when school. I met you. Yeah, I was still high school. Because I, I, like, I didn't know it till after the fact, but I think you were working there. You were like a senior in high school. Matt had already graduated, yeah. and Turner had to. Right. I to have give our good buddy Turner Baker a shout out because we love that kid to death. <laughs> I found um, Downtown Comics because I was at the time, you know, I was high school. I was into comics, and and also D and D had already been playing D and D and. Uh, and who wasn't, at least in our yeah, little group, yeah. and we Marvel were all into that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And this was before, you know, we'd never heard of an Iron Man movie at this point. So. Right. Playing, uh, you know, Marvel superheroes. Uh, you the know, TSR game, kind of like Wood yeah. used to run. Yep. Um, we, uh, me and a friend, found Downtown Comics in the in the phone book. Yeah, that, that's a throwback. We didn't have internet or Googles <laughs> back then. You had to use the gosh darn phone book. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he didn't have a full page ad. You probably had to look under comics and then yeah, find him. Yeah, drove into Winterhaven, uh, found it. He was in the really tiny shop. The, the oh, the, the old shop, the first which I remember. Small shop. That was the first one I ever went to because my mom took me there. And at first she was like, "Okay, this looks interesting." And then once, <laughs> once he, it was the weirdest thing. Once he got in the bigger shop, mom was like, "Okay, I'll leave you here for six hours." But the old shop, she was like. The old shop was kind of shady. Yeah, was, like uh, she would like go get my comics and I'd go home. But the old shop, she's like, "Oh, it's noon on Sunday. I'll leave you. I'll come and get you at eight. I'll, once Dad passes out, we'll go and pick you up." Yeah. <laughs> so we'd we'd go in and you know we um, Matt is such a, a friendly, outgoing guy. He's uh, he's uh, the best. Yeah, like, easy. The, uh, yeah, and I said we st- tr- said rest in peace, which is. Is something we shouldn't say. It's just we haven't seen him in so long. But God bless right, him. That right. guy introduced us, or at least me personally, into so many things. Oh yeah, that has changed my life and made it for the better. Which God bless you, Matt Milburn. But yeah, um, you know he's an easy guy to get to know and and, and friendly. And we got to know him, and um, you know we'd buy our comics there. At the time, he didn't have a real big uh, RPG selection. You know, much, no, much I think he had selection. very little. He had right, mostly he was just comics. Out. Yeah. yeah. And he hadn't gotten to the punk rock record collection, right. which right. he was known for later because yeah. he was the like, the punk rock community yeah, yeah. of Winter Haven once he got to that. But he was just mostly comics at that yeah, point. Yeah, then he, um, you know, it was back in the day. He didn't tell a whole lot of people that you were a gamer, you know. Um, but then once he found out and then. He had that oh, little hey, room in the back, yeah, which oh, was like a speakeasy. A, it was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's hey, a gamer game. too, you know. So we, we started gaming together and things and then. You know, he moved shops, moved to a bigger yeah. shop, you know, got more gaming stuff, and then to the even bigger shop, uh, the huge place, um, and just had tons of games, tons of comics, lots yeah. of music. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and but I remember the little shop because he one time he let – I was looking around, I was looking, and I was kind of like looking through the back door, and he's like, you want to look back there? I'm like, can I? And he's like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And I walked back there, and it was like my head exploded. I was like – what is all this? This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I mean, the best, and this is a horrible analogy. It might be like looking at porn for the first time. You're like, what is this? I don't know what it is, but I know I like it. So, you know. Right. right. Um, he, um, but one of the, the funniest things I remember is um, 
was about the time that Magic the Gathering just came out. Oh, I remember. Like the, Yeah, and he had all the stuff. Like yeah, He yeah. bought so much Magic stuff. He's like, I don't know what it is, but he told me to buy a shit ton of it. Right. And, and so he had just like yeah. bunches of it sitting there. So we started playing it, and that was back in the days when you played for Ante. Right? Yeah, you yeah. You shuffle your deck, you shuffle your Magic deck, and draw the first card. Each person would draw first the first two. card of the deck, and you'd turn it over, and... You were playing for that card. If you won, you got your opponent's card. Oh, maybe I played more hardcore. We paid for the first two. It's like first two that came up in non-mana. It's like, it's mana, like, get that well, shiz see, out of here. See, we didn't do the non-mana thing. So we drew. Mine was a mana. Hin was we were like, gangsters back in the Hin, day. Hin, it was Hin, like, Hin, no, it can't be mana. It's got to be two real cards, and we're playing for that. Was, and it could be your, like, two best cards. Right, it's like, exactly. I don't well, give a shit. Well, you Matt's card that he was that he, that he would... Uh, would have lost was uh, the wasp nest or something some really nasty yeah. powerful card and we play i beat him yeah i got the card he he was so mad he gritted his teeth and just silently walked out of the building and grabbed a a, a stick off the ground and beat the side of the building with a stick. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> yeah. Well yeah. that was back when uh, if i remember correctly it's back when you and T1 were together and um yeah, I, I call the new one T two because she's way more lethal. Uh, <laughs> no comment. No comment. But uh, yeah, when you and T one were together, because I remember you and T one used to work there together sometimes. So yeah, 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 um, yeah. We worked there for a little while. You know, maybe yeah. maybe a year or so. It wasn't very long, but yeah, yeah we worked there. I remember because you used to take pictures of kids that would steal <laughs> with Polaroids, yep, 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 and yep, you, yep, he, yep. Would, he would put them up there, up there, and he had, like, a, a wall of shame. It's like, <laughs> if your picture was up there and you came in, they would just, like, punch you out like a, you know, like it was the last quarter of a football game, like, ping! Like, the, the hell <laughs> yeah, we were, we were kind of jerks back then. Yeah. You know, so. But that's why I loved. He had that punk rock attitude, but he had it from day one because it – Hopefully, I'm not throwing him under the bus. He kind of inherited that business from his father because his father, if I remember correctly, had the comic shop that was like in a flea market or something. Did he? Uh, no, I, I think that was Matt. From what I understand, Matt started the comic shop with his own personal collection. So did all, he? The, all the comics that he had for sale were his own personal. Okay, then I'm uh, then I'm way off on that because I the, think he used to do it at the flea market and then got. Bigger, big, big enough that he could move his own store. open a store. And at the time, in downtown yeah. Winter Haven was just was just garbage. Yeah, it was garbage. It was, it like, was, there was nothing down there. You at didn't, the it was, time. Yeah, well. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Winter Haven now is so much better than anything Lakeland has. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, But, no, it, it, it's, it's you so You can take fun. your Lakeland ass yeah. home. I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm not engaging on that. Yeah. 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 Dude, you live in Willow Oak. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's really Easy funny now. because uh, uh, Matt it, it, it was the kind of place you didn't go at night. No, no. But it, 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 it's funny that we say all this because literally Matt Milburn has become the stuff of legend. Like, there are, like, urban legends about him. Like, the urban legend I heard was, like, it was his grandfather's business, and he took it over, and then he moved it downtown, and he moved it down the street. And Maybe like, it is. I, I, don't I, I, I don't know either, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the people that were the hardcore downtown comics people had made this guy into – Basically, I don't want to call it the Slender Man, but he has become. <laughs> he was he was quite that slender. Would work. He was yeah. quite slender. But he has become like the uh, the living legend of Winter Haven when it comes to comics because there has never been, and I don't think there will ever be again, a store like Downtown Comics in Winter Haven nice. where it was that nerd culture. Like you could go there, you hung out, and it was a safe space because you knew everybody kind of like the same thing and everybody was kind of into the same thing and you always felt like 
you had a touchstone, and it was funny because, like we said it before, that's where me and you met. You taught me about uh, so many things, and not just music and not just role-playing, but you were like, hey, check out Babylon 5. That's pretty cool. Like, <laughs> uh, Which I'd never seen Babylon 5, and I started watching I'm like, Scott is right. This is amazing. Or like, hey, check out Hercules and Xena. This is, you know. It's fun. Which yeah. is, yeah, it, yeah, which actually taught me all about Greek mythology. I Because... Polk County education did not teach you anything about Greek mythology, but Xena and Hercules sure as shit did. So now I know what all the Greek gods are and things like that, which I have appreciation for because once you get older in life, you know, it comes up like start playing the God of War video games for our video game fans out there. And it's like, oh, this is all about Greek mythology. I actually know what they're talking about because Scott was nice enough to show me these things, but it kind of expounded but and, and really i mean your 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 brief foray and foray into uh local politics it was yeah. it, it mostly because of all of us old guys yeah you know talking to you it, not with with an intent but just you know like hey this is a good thing to do this is probably a really bad thing right. to do and because is, there was a couple times they had conversations yeah. with me like what the hell are you doing and i'm like yeah. I don't know. I thought this was okay. No, this is not okay. <laughs> or you know, or this is what's going on, and this is why, and this is why, and this why is what this, this is means. Important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was a thing because, and and that's why I bring it back to the role playing guild here in Lakeland. Like you've got that same kind of mentality. Like there's older people that are teaching younger people things because here's the problem with this uh, day and age. And I'm going to get old, and I'm going to get on my soapbox, and I apologize. It is so it is so cute when he says, I'm going to get old. <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it, it, it's adorable. I know. It <laughs> really is. But it's like, you know, in this day and age of Twitter and Facebook, like everybody kind of reads things, and they just kind of make their own opinions. But when you have somebody older than you, it's like, no, 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 that's BS, or no, 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 like that is what really happened, or kind of can set you on the right path. That really changes things, and and I, I got to God bless Scott and, and Glenn right here for doing both of that to me at a young age. Like, hey, this is a good idea. No, this is a horrible idea, like, and pointing me in the right directions for different things, which really, really helped me a lot in my formative years, if you will. So I've got to thank both of them. But, um, but bringing it back to downtown comics, how was it like working there and kind of seeing the change? Because it changed from the little store and then it changed to the big store and then comic book movies – they're not as big as they were now, but we actually had a few. Like, we had Batman, then we had Judge Dredd, and we had a couple, because he would have all the things hanging up. And up until the uh, – I hate to bring it up, the closing. Um, but, like, what kind of what were your thoughts? Uh, you, you know, man, I don't know. I don't think about <laughs> those years much. I mean, they were awesome. I had fun. I, you know, Downline Comics was a great place to hang out, and – you know, had a lot of friends there. Uh, we all did, I yeah. think. There's even a Facebook now. There's a, yeah. a, a Downtown Comics Facebook group where it's like all the Downtown Comics. Are you a part of that? No, I'm not. I'm going to have to give yeah. you an invite send on me, that. Yeah, send but me, yeah, it's send like, me an invite on that. I will like, because it's literally like every once in a while, Matt, because God bless him, he's got a comic book store in North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – Somewhere. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's, isn't it? Isn't it in or just outside of Raleigh? I think it is just outside, yeah. yeah. Uh, tell me what the name is, because it's the greatest name ever, and I want to buy a T-shirt. Oh, it's, it's it's Parker Banner Kent Wayne, and it's like a law group, and he actually has them all in their suits, well, so awesome. it, it looks like it's yeah. a law group. And, and they're all, they're all wearing uh, yeah. white except for uh, uh, Banner, I think, is in green. No, uh, um, Wayne, of course, because yeah. he's Batman. He's yeah. wearing the black suit. Yeah, yeah. 
But I mean, it's it's a cool logo. It's a cool shirt, and he's got a new shop, which I will totally plug. And if anybody, any of my listeners out there, you need to go there. And I keep saying that me and Glenn need to make a road trip. I'm like, look, I don't know how you're gonna do it because you're married, you got a kid, but me and you need to do like a dude bra road trip over there and like go for a weekend, like leave on a Thursday and don't come back till Monday. Um, and just go see him because I'd love to see the guy because, like I said, he was so nice. He was so friendly. Two hours outside of Savannah is when the mescaline kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, yeah. It, it probably is going to be, what is that, uh, the, the one with uh, oh Johnny Depp when he goes uh, Las Vegas. It's fear and loathing in yeah, Las Vegas. Yeah, that's exactly what it's going to be. Hunter with S. Thompson. Yeah, that's, it, that's it's, rough. Yeah, it's going to be being his version I'm going to be Hunter S. Thompson, and he's going to be the uh, Samoan that was with him the whole time. <laughs> That's exactly how this is going to play yeah. out. Yeah, because yeah, Glenn, cause Glenn has the build for a Samoan. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think it's more going to be like Glenn going like, Deuce, get your shit together. <laughs> slap, slap, Yeah, yeah, slap, yeah. Slap. That, that's kind of how I, I, I imagined this trip, road trip of my head going. But uh, it was so awesome doing that. But also, I'm going to throw it now to you, Scott, because – it was funny because I didn't learn about Fantasy Factory until WTOG 44 in Tampa started running uh, in the afternoons at 5 o'clock Next Generation. And they had commercials that was for the Fantasy Factory. And I was like, what is this place? This sounds really cool. And I talked to my mom about it because before that, it was commercials for, I don't know if it was TOG or was it another station that was running Star Trek. And it was for Enterprise 1701, which yes. is in Orlando. Yeah. And we went there, and that was my tr- my trip when I was a kid. If we went to Grandma's house and I was good, we could go to Enterprise 1701. So then she was like, this is way closer. We'll <laughs> go to this place. So uh, we started going there. And then uh, once I st- met Scott, and this was actually by the time at that point I'd been able to drive on my own so I could drive her there on my own. And I could go see Scott at work, which is fun because it's like, oh, not only do I get to go to a place that's awesome, my buddy's working there. So I'd go over there and shoot the shit with him. And he'd tell me what I was doing right or wrong or what he thought about what girl I was dating or how hot she might or may not be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was fun. So I used to go all the time. And I want you to tell me kind of about that whole situation. Uh, well, my... I spent a lot of time at Downtown Comics. You did Haven, because too. that's how we met that each was, other. That, yeah. that was how we, that, was, that was how I met you. That was how I met Glenn. Yeah. Uh, that was how I got into BattleTech. That was you know how I met Matt. Um, and I was working at, um, you know, uh, yeah, I was still at a retail I, place. I, I was I was still that. working. I was still working at the record store then. I was still working at Turtles Music and Video back then. Yeah, that's a thing that used to happen back in the day, kids. There was actually record stores where you bought your music, not fucking itunes but yeah. anyway. magical place a magical place <laughs> yes it really was that and what was the record store we had in town specs too? specs yep those were the two like i worked, that. I worked at specs yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and vince worked there too yeah our yeah. good buddy our give good, him a shout out friends. and don and a couple other yeah. friends of ours that used to work there so so yeah so so actually i did a lot i did a lot of my gaming at downtown yeah. uh because because i had met tom and hunter and their and and, and their and their friend nikki um, they're the ones that got me back into D and D because I had a, I had, a, I had a long spell after after junior high school, um, where where I didn't game at all because I because you know I had lost folks and yeah. you know whatever, um, so I really didn't get back into gaming until I was in college when I you know met Tom and Hunter and Nikki at at Turtles, um, and they played it downtown, so we'd go down there you know every other Sunday, sometimes every Sunday whatever, yeah. 
sometimes on Saturday. It just depended on what all of our schedules were. Um, and, you know, occasionally we came at my house, but a lot of it was at, was at Matt's. And that was when he was in, in the, in the not-quite-as-tiny store. So that would be the second, the second store? Yes, yeah, that would yeah. be the second right. store. Yeah, the one that was still on Main Street in Winter Haven, the little one. Um, yeah, they were all on Main Street. Yeah, they just all, kept yeah. moving up the block. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so had had a couple of games there. Um, supposed to have a game there one day, and that was when I actually got to talk to Matt a bit more. Um, then some other guys were there playing. They were playing Magic. It's like, okay, well, let me try. Let me, you know, let me let me try this. Let me check this out. And Matt said, okay, cool. Here, here, go ahead and just use this deck, and we play against them. Yeah. You know, and I'm sitting there with these guys playing. I mean, and I'm not no one. Don't know what I'm doing, but I'm yeah. smoking these yeah. guys because he gave you like he deck. gave me his black deck, yeah. and they're looking at they're going to, and they're going, Jesus Christ, dude, really? You gave him your damn black deck, really? Yeah. <laughs> Which for them. kids that don't know Magic or anything like that, at the time that was like the Trump deck, like that yeah. was like. The ace card, if you will, and, like, and, yeah. on, and on top of that, it was it was the dark expansion. So it was all it was all black anyway, and black was the black was the was 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 the was the king. That deck, if you will, was making magic great again. Yeah. So it was just just <laughs> killing people. <laughs> so, I, and but then eventually, you know, moved on to to, to, to Matt's next door, the, the the giant place. Yeah. And which he lived the rest of his days until he went to the right, other small store. Right. Um, you know, game there a lot. That was when I got into BattleTech. Um, Those Sunday yeah. BattleTech things were yeah, legendary. Awesome. You, you, you would have. I wish you could have been there for those. Oh well, yeah. I'm telling you right now, those Sundays were legendary, and it was hilarious because eleven, I was, eleven to seven. Yeah. Every Sunday yeah. for three years, nice. dude. And it was so funny because. My mom was like, I cannot wait till you get your driver's license because <laughs> she was getting sick and tired of taking me because literally every Sunday we'd get done with church. We couldn't even go to lunch. Like, she would take me, drop me off with my little uh, – I had a little – it was my dad's old uh, lure box, like, mm -hmm. which I had all my little mechs in. And I would take that, and I had my little book under my arm, and I would go with my little dice bag, which is my dad's <laughs> – millionth old crown royal bag that had all my dice in it it's the only dice bag you need yeah classic exactly yeah classic. a classic dice bag <laughs> which by the way if anybody has any of those that they want to mail to us you can send us your your emails to hhpodcastshow at gmail.com if you want to mail us any because i have a friend that will actually make those into a quilt and i'm in the process of getting one made um if any of them happen to have a bottle of Crown Royal still in them, that would be fine, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, here at the Happy Hour, Johnny and Deuce, we will not turn those down. Um, but, yeah, like, I would go, and we it was literally a Sunday tradition. Like, as soon as we got done with church, Mom would drop Dad off, and he'd have a little something to eat at the house. And she'd take me straight there, drop me off, and then she'd come get me, like, seven or eight. And then once she got me, she'd take me straight to youth group. That was the thing. It was like... We did church, I did that, and then I go straight to youth group because she was like, I gotta make sure that we get the devil out of you. If anything <laughs> if anything bad was going on there, I wanna make sure that I take you back to church and get the devil out of it. So um, So so yeah, so I mean so I spent a lot of I spent I spent years at Matt's gaming regularly. Oh yeah. And then you know, then Turtles closed. Uh, I floated unemployed for a couple months, got a, got a, got a new gig, more retail. Um, continued gaming at Matt's. That retail gig fell apart. Um, and I stayed unemployed for a little bit too long. Do not do this at home, kids. Uh, stayed unemployed for too long. Continued on. Um, con 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 continue continued on gaming regularly. The regularly there. Um, and eventually, 
um, for want of another thing to do, I needed to needed to get a job after yeah. a certain amount of time. And I had been shopping at the Fantasy Factory for a number of years by that point because the, the store opened up in 87. Um, I got back into gaming um, 89, 90, somewhere around, well, no, uh, 91, 92-ish. Right. Um, when I got back into it. Um, so, you know, I, I knew the guys and then one of the right, one of the regulars was leaving. He was, he said, I'm getting a real, I'm leaving, going back to school, going to get a real job. So it's like, okay, cool. So I put an application in and, you know, put the application in, had an interview with Richard, the store owner. Um, and he looked at me and said, you realize you were stupidly overqualified for this monkey register, this register monkey job, right? It's like, yes, I do. He said, okay, fine. Uh, (laughs) And I proceeded to spend and or waste uh, the next 15 years of my life at the Fantasy Factory. Um, started off with just running the register and then, and then, you know, started doing some ordering. Uh, I brought Games Workshop material back in the store, right. pushed it. Um, um, and then we lost another employee. I started working f- extra full yeah, time. Yeah, you were full time. I, yeah. I was. I was working open to close. I was there much as much as our store manager John was, sometimes more. Um, um, stayed there. I mean, I did. I did all the game ordering. I took over the game ordering when 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 Richard took ill. Um, we helped move the store to the new location uh, when we finally got in there. Um, Still doing all the game ordering. I was the face man for the store. Yeah. Um, uh, did a lot of work for the store. Did a lot of work for the store. Which is actually really really funny because after this, because literally every Sunday he'd tell me, don't get in retail. Don't get in retail. <laughs> yeah. I spent 10 years of my life working in the video game industry in retail. And after he had told me not to do it, which I thought was the funniest thing ever, and it's Scott, I, I hate to to cut you off, but this is not going to be the last time you hear all these guys. And sure as shit, not going to be the last time you hear Scott, because I want to have Scott back on. Cause I've got a lot more. I want to talk to him about, but T2 came in. She, she shut us down. Okay. All right. But the, the, the cool thing about, about, about the fantasy factory and, and downtown comics with the Glen is even though we were at different stores, we weren't really competing. There was no, like, we, yeah, we, we were all no family. animosity. Right. We, we, we were we were we were all family. Um, in fact, at my game group was still going and still running, and we were still playing at Matt's. Yeah. Richard, the owner of the Fantasy Factory, was at my game table, and he would drive to Winter Haven and play in Matt's store yeah. at my table. That's yeah. how much of a family we were. Yeah. And with both those stores gone, now not only has there been a a a, a marked drop in the connectiveness of the hobby, I mean. It, that that family vibe is gone. It's kind of gone because the comic book stores we have now, and I'm not going to throw anybody into the bus because we have former sponsors that are now in the industry, and we have. Uh, I, I would love to have sponsors like Coliseum of Comics that's here in Lakeland. There isn't that vibe that there used to be because you made right. a really good point. Like it used to be where Fantasy Factory and uh, Downtown Comics they didn't care. Like there was no like. I've got to beat you. You got to beat me. It's like no, let's work together. Like there's enough of a market that everybody can, here can make money. Hell, there were a couple of times when Matt called called me up and said, "You got this." I said, "Yeah, I do." I said, "Fine, 
you know, bring it, so, bring it over. So like I brought, Sunday. So, so yeah. I sold it to him. Yeah. And, you know, or vice versa. Yeah, I'm sure. Exactly. And, and and that's the thing. Now I feel like in the comic book, which is weird because now comic books are the biggest thing going. Like you got these Marvel movies. You got all this stuff. Like nerd culture is like the coolest thing going. And it feels like to me now there's more animosity and there's more like. Oh no no no! You can't get in my space, and it's like no no no. If we work together, we can build. And, and which I love about the Lakeland Role Playing Guild, it's like you guys work with other role playing guilds. You're not like, hey, we're the only shop in town. Right. And if you work together, I think you will build something better. And that's what they were doing. And now they don't do that. So yeah, which totally sucks. But uh, to bring it back up to high note, big shout out to Matt Melbourne who was amazing who ran uh, Downtown Comics Forever. And give a shout-out to your boy that ran Fantasy Factory, because I think he gives he needs a little love, too. Yeah, Richard Parker. He is the guy that actually helped keep uh, gaming, and the gaming hobby and the comic book hobby going uh, in, in Pure in Lakeland yeah. um, for several years longer than... It than, probably should than have. ...than he really yeah. should have. But oh, because I remember the day you closed it down. Like yeah. that was I, I remember me and Glenn and uh and and T two actually came out and uh, we all went and bought some stuff yeah. from you guys' place because you were having like a crazy sale. Yeah. Uh, but I remember it, I wanted to play on the way out of there the the day the music died. Yeah. Because it, it's the way it, it felt. Was. It was like the day the gaming died. Yeah. It was like the day comic books died because yeah. I was like, I mean, I, we're I, not going to ever have anything like this again. And we've had, you know, Coliseum of Comics was here, which isn't bad. And we've had a couple other former sponsors that have opened up shops that aren't bad, but it's, there's not that love there anymore. I feel like it's more commercial I feel like it's more like it, they're trying to turn profit and it, make a buck, and well, there's I not mean, that commercial. Yeah, I mean, it's it, not the love that they're used right. to. Right. I mean, it, it it's a business. I mean, part part of part of it is part of it is because just world in general has changed. Yeah. Uh, the economy has changed. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and we do th- we are involved in this hobby because we love it, but yeah. but you have to, you have to eat. Yeah. You got to put food on the table. Well, and, yeah, and, and, I don't and, disagree and, with that and, at all. And, and if you're running purely on love. You're not going to eat. Yeah. You know, you got to run it as a business. It's, yeah. it's, just, it's just point in fact. Yeah. Um, and it got to the point where, you know, where Richard finally said, you know, I love this hobby. I want to make sure that it's that it's serviced well. But I got to eat, too. But, you know. I don't blame yeah. it. So, uh, so, yeah. So, so, so that closed up and we had and, and we all had to move on. Yeah. Um, but I mean, uh, here in the guild, here at the Lake and Role Playing Guild, it, you know, we try and re- we try and replace that family uh, that family vibe. And you do, I think you really do a lot. Like, there's a really good atmosphere, and I love it. And I want everybody to go out and check it out. And uh, Glenn, tell me one more time, how can they find the Lakeland Role Playing Guild? Uh, on Facebook at Lakeland RPG or uh, our website Lakeland-RPG.com. Awesome. And of course, how you can find us, you can find us on the Twitter machine at HH Podcast Show. Of course, you can send us your Gmail or your emails at hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Also, don't forget, we've got our good friend, The Buck, coming in from Retro Game Treasure, and he will answer all of your retro game questions at hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to go to facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show and give us a like. And also, soundcloud.com forward slash. SoundCloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast, and you can check out the show there. Give us a like. Don't forget to, you know, repost us and like us. And of course, on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, but there's three hashtags hashtag happy hour podcast, hashtag HH podcast show, and of course, hashtag 
deuces on the loose. Later, guys.